powered by Sports Interaction, Canada's Sportsbook. Oh, what a win, what a win. The Calgary Flames with another victory here today over, this time, the Carolina Hurricanes, improving the record to 4-1 and on the year. Hello, everyone. I'm Peter, uh, and this is Game Over Calgary. Once again, a, a solo episode for uh, what I would suggest now is the most pro Tyler Toffoli host on the program. So um, I'm just going to put that out there. Uh, some pretty strong vibes coming off of this one today. I would say this, of all the game overs, this show has the best vibes so far. Um, no one's saying that there's any audio problems in the uh, in the chat. So I'm going to say that we're going good so far, which is great news. Um, a lot of times you could bet on some audio problems, but those have been figured out. But if you do want to bet... You can do it at Sports Interaction, Canada's sportsbook. Football continues, the World Series is around the corner, and they have dropped the puck on the hockey season. Bet pregame, live in play, or on one of our many prop bets. Made for Canadians by Canadians. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all sports betting has to offer. Head to sportsinteraction.com sdpn. That is sportsinteraction.com sdpn. Ontario only, 19 years and older. Please play responsibly. Uh, if you do have gambling issues or issues in this area, there are links in the show notes to help you out with that so the calgary flames keep the good vibes rolling with a 3-2 overtime win over the carolina hurricanes the chat already is lighting up yes got the webcam situation figured out um that was a me problem not an anyone else problem i just needed another doohickey to plug the thingy bob into so we've we've got it all figured out now and the calgary flames seem to have it all figured out as they pick up the the win in this game today obviously let, let's start with the fun times first we're going to cover uh some of the stuff i liked i do have a couple of grievances that we're going to get to in the middle part of the show, and then we're going to close with a couple of things that I thought were, were real kind of X-factors in this one. So we're going with the, the nice compliment sandwich for this one, with a couple of nice things on the outside, and then just a couple little tweaks. I'd like... Look, they're 4-1, and the four wins are against Colorado, Edmonton, Vegas, and Carolina. Those are all, like, four teams who could be playing in the playoffs. Um... At, at least three of them. I don't know about Vegas. I wasn't impressed by Vegas. But four of them could be playing in the playoffs. Three of them could be playing fairly deep into the playoffs. And the Flames have just dispatched of all of them. We can talk about different scenarios about what happened with some of those teams. However, a win is a win is a win is a win is a win. And the Flames got four of them. I don't know what the hell happened with Buffalo. Audio was on that game, so whatever. For the Flames to come away with this game, and again, fell behind early and were able to to work their way back excellent performance and then Tyler Toffoli finishes it off in overtime this felt like a night where the Flames needed that top line to kind of step up and and to be perfectly honest we talked about the the pro um the the pro Tyler Toffoli host on this show I, I kind of I did leave this game wanting just a touch more finish from the first line I thought they were just kind of getting there and I I think they are still getting there which is why I, I don't think even if there are some struggles I don't think there should be any changes I think you let these guys kind of build up that chemistry and get things going it's we've been spoiled with how well Dubé, Kadri, and Manjapani have been able to mesh to start this season Give this Huberto line time. They, they are just right there. And they get a good breakthrough here. I get it's it's three on three, but to fully able to, to bust through. But this is the type of a game that I think they're going to need the top line to, to really step up. Because Carolina, in the first half of this game, 
had an extra step on the flames. This is a very fast team. Um, for like full disclosure, I guess I, I picked Carolina to go to the Stanley cup final coming out of the, the Eastern conference with all due respect to the label that pays. But I, I do think that this is an extremely talented Carolina hurricanes team. And so for them to have an extra step on the flames, they got an extra step on about 95% of the league. But I thought if the Flames were going to win this game, it wasn't going to be based off of the speed that that second line with Kadri, Manjapani, and Dubé can provide. It was going to have to be that first line and kind of to, to steal the basketball term, going to have to be a bit more of that half-court offense. And while it was the half-court offense that I, I just mentioned, the, the top line didn't necessarily do it as much. It was just, it was more, it, once again, basically everybody. Um, well, we'll get to a couple of players who I was a little bit frustrated with as this goes along, but overall, I thought that this was just a, a really solid kind of team effort. And I thought coming out of that second period or coming out of that first period, sorry, where you needed to make adjustments. I thought the flames did. Um, I think in the first period, this game was a bit more of a track meet than Calgary would have wanted again against a team as quick. And as, uh, people are mentioning in the chat, Derek, a couple of times, Carolina is just a really, really good hockey team. That one, I mean, that they, they, they are. They're just, they're really, really good. And they had a speed advantage. And the thing that I like about Carolina, and I know this is a flame show, but we can talk about nice about the team that we just beat. The thing that I like about Carolina, it is just like, they get the puck and there's nothing cute about it. It is just quick turn and gone. And it is, it's, it's so much fun to watch because it is just straight line right to the front of the net. It's kind of like those old like table hockey games where the guys can just go up and down in one direction. It is just, okay, got the puck, turn around and whoop, on my, on I go straight down in this path toward the, the front of the net and it leads to an Aho goal. And then you, you get a bit of a rough one on a, a long Calvin DeHaan shot and it's two nothing. And it's clear whatever the flames were trying to do at the start of the game either wasn't happening or wasn't working. And they adjusted in the second period. They started, again, that Daryl Sutter hockey that we've talked about before. They started winning more of those puck battles, creating more possession in the offensive end. And I, I don't think they played a real grinded-out game, because I, I think that can also be equated to a bit of an ugly game. This was a... a <laughs> this is going to be the weirdest way to put it. This was a beautiful hockey game to watch. I enjoyed the hell out of this game. And I think Calgary was just able to create a little bit more in the offensive zone in the second period. And they were doing that by, again outworking Carolina along the boards and kind of stopping a bit of that transition game. And they were better with the puck. And the, again, the, these all sound like very cliche old guy things that someone wearing a really weird suit would be yelling at you a few years ago. But the, the Flames were able to just do those little things. And when, when I talk about taking care of the puck, and it, it's something I'm going to get to in the second segment, there were a few turnovers in the first period where it was just a little just... If you could not do that, that would be great. And they didn't in the second period. It was uh, a lot more possession. It was a dominant period. At one point, they were out shooting Carolina 12 to 1. And then in the third period, Carolina does kind of get it back, but the, the Flames still able to do enough to, to kind of hang on. But I, I love the adjustments that they were able to make by just kind of slowing the pace down, getting that game to be a bit more of what Calgary is a is more comfortable with than how Carolina was playing it. Calgary can play a run and gun, just maybe not against Carolina. There, there, there are a few teams in the league that I wouldn't suggest that against. And Carolina would be one of them. And I think the Flames were really able to, to find their footing in this one uh, today. Um, Conrad, that's not who I was talking about. But uh, good guess, though. A uh, couple of notes here from the chat before we get to a, a couple of other things that I liked before we go into segment two. Although I always find myself... If you guys have noticed by now, I tend to ramble a little bit. The... 
I'm already at a point where, oh, we could probably go to a second segment now. And I'm like a third of the way through my first one. So uh, apologies if the rambling is a a bit too much. Uh, Ken C mentioning the fourth line has been money all year. We're going to get to the fourth line a little bit later on in the show. I don't have him listed here, so I do want to get to this one now. Uh, Who was it? Conrad again. Uh, Big Daddy Zaddy needs to not turn into Sam Bennett. One stick infraction a game is going to hurt us. And that's fair. Like, he, he's had his warts a little bit. I really liked his game tonight for the most part. I thought he had that really physical play at the side of the goal. I think it was the second period. It would have been the third because the Flames weren't at that end of the second period. So third period, see with the rambling, um, third period Zadorov with a, a really good defensive play and then a strong physical play that just like cut a Carolina chance and, and a Carolina like ozone shift just cut it dead. And the, the Flames were able to, to kind of counter out of that. I thought he played relatively well for this game today. Um, Ramble on, excellent song. Um, the other one that I had, oh, Markstrom. We, I talked about adjustments. The, the big adjustment I thought for Calgary in the second period was Markstrom decided to stop the puck, which I think helped them out greatly. The Once again, now, I will say, the Ajo goal, I don't think you put that on Markstrom. That was just a very good goal by Sebastian Ajo. And there is a little bit, bit of that. And I think we have to remember that sometimes just when talking about well, sports in general, but when talking about this Flames team, because I do think as the winning continues and as we start to talk about, hey, is this team better than they were a season ago? I I do think that sometimes expectations get just a little bit haywire. And um, I I noticed a couple of people frustrated with how things were going tonight. You're playing a very good hockey team. It's probably not going to be 60 minutes of just dead straight. This is awesome the whole time. There, there are going to be some pushbacks. Every hockey team is going to have pushbacks. Arizona is going to push back against you, right? Um, like you're, you're going to have that in those hockey games. It's not going to be a, a perfect 60 minute thing. So you have to understand sometimes when something doesn't go your way, it's not your fault, right? Like it, sometimes it is just, they did something really, really good. And on that first goal, Sebastian, uh, Sebastian Ajo did something really, really good. The second goal. Yeah. And it's frustrating that there seems to be one of those yeah, goals a game from um, from from Markstrom, and that that just that can't that that can't keep happening. However, he has rebounded very effectively for the most part in, in those situations where okay we got the bad one out of the way now I'm gonna go out and steal a couple. And I, I thought after that he was phenomenal in this game. So I thought he was a really big part of why the Flames were able to turn this game around. Because it had a chance. Down 2 nothing. Carolina is super good. It's a Saturday night, hockey night in Canada, all of those things. Carolina has a chance to, to run you out of your own building. But the Flames were able to adjust, and they were able to keep things going. Uh, just a reminder, before we get into some of the things that I'm a bit more frustrated about, to like this video, please remember to subscribe to the channel, um, as it's just, it, it, it helps the channel out greatly, and it's a whole lot of fun chatting with all of you guys so keep it coming here in the chat uh, and also remember to uh, subscribe to the podcast rate and review all of those wherever you can couple of chat um couple of chats here robert saying carolina usually very good at locking it down but having the backup did help that's true that richie goal that's nah, probably not going in if freddie anderson is between the pipes so having the carolina backup goalie in there certainly did help the the flames on this night uh, watching from Montreal, what do you think of the, the Toffoli uh, trade? At the moment, big fans, big fans of the Toffoli trade as he gets the overtime winner in this game. Calgary picks up a, a 3-2 win. We thank you for joining us here post-game 
um, on game over Calgary. But from a, a Calgary perspective, the I think the Defoli trade is really good. He was not the player that Calgary would have wanted him to be and quite frankly needed him to be in the postseason a year ago. I think he is a perfect fit with this line. I think that he can kind of fit in a number of different situations. I think he's great for this team on the power play as well. Overall, I, I think the, the Toffoli trade is an absolute win for the Calgary Flames so far. Someone, uh, Conrad messaging, I miss Sean Monaghan. Can I be perfectly frank uh, and perfectly honest with you guys right now? I, I don't. Um, and it, that's nothing against Monaghan, but I, I just, I, I'm not at a point where I'm like, oh man, you know what was great? The team last year. I am really, really enjoying what this team this year has been able to accomplish. And I, I just, I, I, I'm, I'm really, really liking what this Calgary Flames team has been doing. But there are some things that are frustrating me just a little bit. Um, they were a step behind in the first period. Uh, they did adjust, but that, that was that was something that it, it was just, it was frustrating to see Calgary kind of chasing in that whole one. And it's kind of like in, um, in combat sports, which is a, an area that I, I specialize in talking in. Don't ask me to fight, but when there, there's a fighter just walking his opponent down, uh, his or her opponent down, sorry, and the, the other fighter who's getting walked down just can't do anything about it. That's kind of what it felt like from a Flames perspective. It's just like Carolina was just like marching them down and Calgary didn't have a jab or a pivot or a, a, a takedown attempt or an anything to, to slow the momentum. They finally were able to do it in the second period, but that was a little bit frustrating to watch. The one thing I'm frustrated about, I like how the first line is slowly coming together. I love the second line. The fourth line has been stupendous to this point. That third line's got to get going, man. And at this point, you're not changing Backlund or Coleman. They have been very good. I think there needs to be another look on that line with, uh, aside from Lewis. I just, I don't think Lewis is it. I, I think if you've listened to me for any extended period of time, you know that I personally wish that it would be uh, one of the kids coming in, like either um, Pelche, who I believe got his first point tonight, or a Ruzichka, or someone, I would like to see that. I, I just, I don't think Lewis is it on that side, because it, it felt like a couple times Backlund and Coleman kind of would get something going, but it was kind of four on five out there, and Lewis wasn't doing a whole lot. I know he adds some value to the team in some ways, I just don't think it is enough value to justify him being a stone-cold lock. I'm not saying you change the lines right now, because things are working, they are playing well, but if that third line could really get going, boy, this team would just be just that much more dangerous out there and just a, a team that could create a number of different opportunities and create a number of different headaches as it is they are doing that but I would like to see the third line maybe be a bit more effective as this game was going along I mentioned it before too I thought they were a bit too cute in this game and I am I am all for creativity I don't think you have to just be like big body presence in the front of the net playing that old school hockey um or, or anything like that there is a lot of room for being creative you got to be smart with it, though. And there was a couple of times, um, Millen mentioned it on the broadcast, Backlund getting just a bit too cute with one extra move at the blue line, turns into a turnover, goes the other way for a scoring chance for Carolina. And especially against Carolina, because their transition game and their counterattack game was just flawless. But 
Calgary, I think, was aiding them a little bit because some of the plays were a bit too cute. You have Dylan Dubé making a, a bit of a spin move, and then he drops it off for a one-timer to a guy who's basically right behind him. It was a bit of an awkward exchange, and it ends up going back the other way. I think it led to a penalty. It either led to a penalty or a chance for Carolina. I have it in my other notebook. And uh, there was another play where they kind of did the same thing. I think it was Dubé again to Manjapani. Just a bit of a saucer pass that was just... It was a touch too cute. If you just put that toward the net and let Manjapani get a rebound, maybe it creates another opportunity. Instead, it kind of killed the shift and it led to Carolina going the other way. So I, I think there's a couple times, while I like this team being creative and and kind of ad-libbing with it, doing a lot of yes and out there, I do think that there is a little bit more room for just a, a and this is a weird thing to say about a Daryl Sutter team, a touch more structure. Just, just, just a touch more structure out there for the Calgary Flames. So would like to see that. Um, would like to see that continuing. Robert mentioning uh, Peter Klein, one mustache, two notebooks. It's about to be, uh, well, not about to be. We're, we're still a week away from uh, zero mustache, two notebooks, uh, at least for now, um, as as we roll on here. Um, so, yeah, just once again, thank you all for tuning in today. And thank you all so, so, so much. Please remember, rate, review, subscribe for uh, wherever possible. Like the video. Uh, subscribe to the channel, hit the bell icon to get notifications from this. Um, I just have to send one message out quickly because my laptop is dying, and that is definitely not a good thing. One sec. So, we'll be getting a drive-by appearance from my wife shortly as uh, I clearly... Thought I was prepared for this one, knew I was missing something, and uh, I'm definitely missing one thing there. Uh, I do have just a, a couple of quick notes here as we go along in this one. But back to the positives, and the positive is the fourth line. Uh, the, the fourth line is, uh, I think, going excellently right now. And Richie, I made the joke before, we're going to build a statue for this guy. Um, uh, I think that he has been everything that the Flames would want. I apologize greatly for any issues that I may have had for um, Richie making this team. And I, I really do believe that that he has positively impacted this game. The fourth line, they continue to have shifts in the offensive zone. They continue to have uh, a lot of opportunities. And they continue, the main thing for me, is they continue to draw penalties. And that has been, I think, uh, a really big boost for Calgary in this, is their ability to, to draw penalties and um, with that fourth line being able to do that and positively impacting the game, it has been extremely fun to watch. So uh, I think just wanted to quickly shout out the fourth line there. And one last one, um, quite impressed by what I saw from Carolina in this game. I, I thought that they were a team that really added uh, a whole lot. And they're just, they're an incredibly talented hockey group out there. Couple more in the chats. Was dreading a shootout coming up. Anyone else want to get rid of the shootout? I don't know. I don't mind the shootout. I, I think it's fun. Um I, I wish we had a bit more three on three. Obviously we didn't need it tonight as Tyler Foley ends up getting the game winner. Uh totally love or I love the goal by Richie. That one coming in from Derek. Yeah, that one just throw the puck toward the goal. He's been great. And once again, we talk about that that dog per 60. He had that dog per per 60. Um so uh this one uh, a bit more brief, I guess, today than some of the other ones may have been. Um uh, as I said, having a a bit of a bit of a laptop charger problem here and um also in in full um i guess transparency i called a football game today and i'm losing my voice rapidly so i i am going to, to cut this one a little bit short apologize um robert i you correct us i'm gonna have to correct you it is d-a-w-g per 60 
uh, kind sir. So thank you for that. Noah, we shed no tears for the New York Yankees. So um, just, you know, get away with all of that. But yes, happy that the Flames are able to come away with a victory. The Calgary Flames next game action, he says, remembering now he didn't pull it up, is Tuesday against the Pittsburgh Penguins down at Scotiabank Saddledome. My name is Peter Klein. You can find me on social media. I am at Primetime Klein on Twitter. Um, I am wearing a SDPN shirt that you can find online at the SDPN shop. Remember, like and subscribe to this channel and we're going to keep the good vibes going. We will talk to you all later. Thank you all so much for tuning in this evening.